Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Amen. Sit down if you can. As the people of the Lord, you are born from above. Now that might sound a little redundant because you're aware of that logically. And so you might think, well, I know that already. No, you are born from above with an ability to do something about the world that you see and you face. There is power vested in you and I through the gift of grace that God has given us through Christ called being born again of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. There is within us heirship, inheritance of what the apostle Peter calls the divine nature. Thank you for your enthusiasm. As a mere mortal, whether you are a daughter of the Lord or a child, a son of the Lord, you are an heir of the nature of God. The nature of God knows no defeat. The nature of God knows no nervousness. It's not tongue-tied. He is not incapable of answering any opposition or argument that anything in the universe may present against him. He is the maker of all things and he is the architect and the orchestrator of order. He is capable of calming the storm with a word. He is capable of filling the net with a word. When God directs you, victory, harvest, and overflow is the order of your life. When God has begun something in your life, he is able to accomplish. You may be human, but don't be impressed by that. You've been born again. You've been born from above. God's divine nature has come upon you. The old you is not going to have the final say so. If you are a child of faith, then I'm preaching to your call. I'm not preaching to your fall. God has done something about your fall. When Jesus came down to the level of your call and paid the price in full for your fall so that you be redeemed from the hands of the enemy and be born from above with the nature of your heavenly father and become a miracle worker and a dead man raiser and a gospel preacher and a messenger of righteousness to the ends of the earth. God has begun something in your life and your adversary wants you quiet about it. The devil wants you so worried about what you need to solve that you're too busy to talk the things that are solved for you. God has sent me to loose your tongue so that you can talk God talk in this world. Hallelujah. 
This nature you have in you is a nature of faith and fortitude. It's the spirit that we have. He is called the same spirit of faith. I believed and that is why I hesitated. I believe and that is why I just silently, quietly kept my religion between me and God. I believed and that's why I just shut myself in the closet and wished that he'd blow the trumpet. No, I believed and that is why I have spoken. We also believe and that is why we speak. We speak, hallelujah, with the words that the Lord described to you and I as spirit. Are you going to stand all night? The words I speak to you, Jesus told me and you, they are spirit and they are life. Those words, when they target an individual, it does not matter what the condition is. Lazarus! Doesn't matter what your condition is, his word is coming to you to lift you up out of your condition and loose you. And there will be no grave clothes wrapped up around the sermon of your mouth. No unbelief, no diagnosis, no weakness, no financial condition, no past hurts, and no wounds. I've come to break the power that limits your ability to testify. Somebody thank God you're saved, sanctified, and holy, and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so this this session, and um, I'm calling it uh, this session because the entire curriculum of this first century faith this week is the purity of the power of God with reference to your mouth. As he lives in your heart, God does all the time. He wants to flow out of your mouth. Well, of course, you know, the words we put together sometimes are aided by the thoughts that we have. And so unless our thoughts are in agreement with our Lord, then the formulation of our words will not be pleasing to his hearing. Pray, it's one thing to find the problem. It's another thing to harp about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many can say amen to that? Amen. And so the, 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 our mind comes in agreement with the lordship of our God. That's how you learn to live in the kingdom instead of be the doormat of the world. Yes, you live in the kingdom, you transform and you change the world. And so when Jesus talks about his word being spirit and life, and he talks about, for instance, what he's about to do in the life of Lazarus. And um, the family says, by now he stinks. He's in the grave. He's been here four days. Jesus calls it revealing his glory. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. And, 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 And then... Then they take away the stone and discover that Lazarus has not even begun to decompose. Because a few days back, somewhere around four days, 
Jesus had said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. And by speaking words that are spirit and life that came out of the heart of God, they defied the laws of the natural. I want you to know you don't have anything to be afraid of if God is the partner of your life. If the, the Lord paid for your soul, he paid for your spirit, he paid for your body, he paid for your call, he paid for your mission, he paid for the power of his presence in your life, and nothing in this world is worthy of your attention or fear. Amen? And so the attention you have towards the things that are, um, that are necessities is not the attention of worry or the attention of um, of a victim, but the attention of a victor that can do something about the circumstance and the condition. Amen. Amen. So we, we, we want to talk a little bit about that. And yesterday in our last session, we touched on James, the brother of the Lord, just to drive home some things regarding what he learned in his life, seeing the Lord prior to his earthly ministry. And, and growing up in, around the word of God, you know, you hang around Jesus. My God, he doesn't talk like everybody else. He's always talking different. Everybody else is coming to the wrong conclusion. And, 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 and when you see Jesus in that context, he seems unusual. Even at 12 years old, we have a little glimpse of the Lord. In the word of God. And he's disputing with the doctors and the theologians um, of, of, of the, the denominations. I mean, he, they, he's there 12 years old and he knows exactly what questions to ask and how to answer questions. So the Lord is way beyond his years. And, and, um, and so growing up around that and being exposed to that, you see what seems to be unusual. And so that should be a good lesson right now before we start that who told you you're supposed to be normal? Now I'm going to stop. I'm waiting to hear. I'm waiting to hear FCF. Who told you you're called to be normal? Who told you you're called to just speak nice little words? Who told you that there's nothing in the power of your spirit or the power of your mouth? You are peculiar. Yeah. And if you don't know it yet, you'll know it before tonight is over. God is going to come upon you with his mighty, energizing hand of power to lift you up to a dimension of authority, victory, and triumph. The likes of which you have never known to be available in your life. If you want it. Or you could just live your life looking for a nice little house with a pricket fence and a, a little puppy dog and, and uh, you know, a nice little marriage and a couple of children and just hope that the devil leaves you alone and the world doesn't go to pot. But that's not the church that we have planted and we have seen God grow for 2,000 years. He said, go ye into all the world and declare 
vocally preach the gospel to every nation. If you have the call of God on your life, I'm here to tell you the equipment for the call is going to be made available to you, imparting into the very depth of your aspect the ability to rise up beyond for personal ambition to the level of his divine call. Hallelujah. Well, if you believe it, thank the Lord about it. And so in James, uh, if we can, um, we won't go back there again because I, uh, uh, there's much of what the Apostle James, the Lord's brother, taught in his epistles, in his epistle that we could spend a lot of time about uh, in. And I want to make sure that this week is just simply understanding. There's human talk. Everybody say natural talk. And, and, and human talk, and of course, we're all humans. But natural talk, human talk, um, world talk, what's going around, what's going around. And so that happens in the form of um, what we call news outlets and, and, and propaganda, different countries and different places twist the uh, reports to whatever the agenda of the human being is and and, uh, you know, if you hear your stories by way of the proverbial uh, grapevine <laughs> and run into someone else that heard it uh, that way, you might find that your stories are um, diametrically different. And so in, in the middle of this electronic age, technological age, where the air itself, the atmosphere itself audibly, as well as... Um, 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 without sound visually as well as invisibly without vision you see what i mean there's certain subliminal certain activities certain things taking place in marketplace and in other areas that are affecting human beings decisions and they're affecting also cities and nations decisions based upon what humanity accepts to be the truth and so most of, as a rule, most of the decisions made by human beings, whether individually or on a collective level, most decisions made by human beings are defensive or ambitious in nature. One is defensive. How can I fortify myself and keep myself from getting invaded by all of this whatever going on in the wherever. Now I'm talking about humanity. I hope everybody here has got your spirit full of the power of God here. Secondly, um, ambitious. In the middle of that kind of world, um, full of propaganda, full of natural report. And the world, by the way, moves by words. How many of us here understand I'm preaching to you the word of God? The word moves by, the world moves by words. If a rumor got out and people were paranoid that that next week the, the banks wouldn't be able to pay them their money and everybody rushed all at the same time to the banks and pulled out their money, there would be no other conclusion but the entirety of the economy collapsing 
based on a rumor that might have been articulated or uh, burped out of the very pit of a hellish um, uh, level. And so what, what brought about that condition other than words that somebody caught that embraced fear and stepped out to act on fear, you see what I mean, in order to, to, um, to um, obey world words. Then in the middle of that, there are the ambitious. And, and the ambitious without Christ are bullies. And I'm not saying anything bad about people, but you understand what I'm talking about. You, how many of you know you without Christ is a mess? About two people are nodding. The rest of you just looking at me. You see, without, the, without confidence in our Lord and his covenant with us, you're left up to yourself. You have to fend for yourself, fight for yourself. You, you have to claw, you have to do whatever you have to do in order to get by without God. Hopefully, when you get born of God and filled with the Holy Ghost, you change your attitude. You stop being a bully. You understand that there is a helper that sticks closer than a brother. That his divine word in your life. And so now with that comes the word of God. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God says, let's go to our destination. If a storm of winds came or fierce opposition came, the word does not quit and fail. He does not get down inside the ship and hide. He could stand up and say one word and say, stop or go into the other side. We're going to get a hold of that demoniac of Gadara. We're going to cast devils out of him. We're going to make an evangelist out of him. We've got people to reach lives to change, a world to transform, a mission to fulfill, a God to please. We have a prophecy to fulfill. We have a promise to participate in. God did not bring you this far to make a coward out of you. It is a beginning in your life of the courage and the authority and the ability of the most high God. Praise the Lord forever. You didn't bring yourself this far. You didn't pick yourself up by the straps of your proverbial boots. It was God that lifted you up. God that gave you a promise. God that filled you with his word. And he brought you this far. And he did not bring you here to tie your tongue and let you just sit silently in the middle of a loud bullying world as if you don't have a word of antidote for the planet. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. My God. My God. You are in the hour of breakthrough. You are in the day of the shout. Glory, glory, glory. And your invisible, your invisible enemies, the demonic forces of darkness, even the laws of the natural, when they come up against the predictions of the Most High in your life, they will have to know that you know that what you have heard from the Lord is the truth, and they will back off and resume their position in the outskirts of your life's fulfillment of promise. 
and they're going to know. They're going to look at you. They're going to say, my God, that's first century faith. That's SCD student. They know what they know. And they believe what they know. Glory be to God. Amen. You may be seated. I need to take a look. And so I I didn't want to go to James again because... um, he talks a lot about the power of the tongue. He talks a lot about confession. He also teaches on conceiving something in your heart. Then as a result, giving birth to it in the natural. So there's much to study in that. And I'll leave that up to you. I'm, I'm talking to IMI grads. How many of you are IMI? Shout yes. yes. And if you're not an IMI... Praise the Lord. International Miracle Institute. And uh, never fails to make miracle workers out of God's people. So I'm talking to people that understand the word of God. The Lord talked to me, spoke to me in my meditations on the word of God, on the scriptures. Yesterday after the meeting. And then the last few hours while I was preparing for tonight. In the direction, of course, the whole week will carry, the whole session will carry, uh, 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 God talk, amen, Amen. plain talk, amen, remember the man yesterday and he spake plainly, praise the Lord, and and then you just say, uh, you you lying cancer, I speak to you plainly, (laughs) you don't run in our family. You lie in condition, I speak to you plainly. You're just a phantom symptom. Get out of our family. Uh, You temptation that's coming up against me, uh, you're not a definition of my weakness. I'm talking to you. You tell it, get out of my life. Get out of my face. I have a God to please, a mission to accomplish, an anointing to fulfill, a blessing to participate in. I've been set free. I have a mouth to use to glorify God and magnify him. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I will shout for joy and be exceeding glad because I favor his righteous cause. I will continually say, let the Lord be magnified that has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I'm going to talk. I'm going to use this mouth to glorify the God of heaven. I'm going to release his word into his world and his world will have to turn God's way and so you'll be able to talk plainly I I need to I don't want to shout tonight somebody said it's too late for that well it's never too late praise night is not over amen and so um, I want us to look at the um, gospel according to St. Luke Luke uh, 6 and um, woo! <laughs> you getting anything out of this <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can handle this this is this is, this is where I was born for this. And then I was born again for this. 
And, um, and this is good. I don't know how I can explain how. Did I tell you I feel good tonight? Did I tell you that? I feel good. I, 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 now I want to allow the Holy Spirit to show us some of the things many people ask, where's that in the Bible? And by, re- by the Holy Spirit revealing these things and connecting them to the presence and the person of God, because that's where these things come out of, the supernatural things. The God results come from God. And so by understanding that God results are in the word of God and they come out of God. Hmm? And then we can see of what importance a loosed tongue a free a free mouth is to God and and I want to stop for a minute do you know that everything in the holy scriptures that is ours is ours yes did you know that Did you know that everything in the promises of God that's promised to you is yours? Yes. And so that, 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 that means that everything in there, you're called to talk. Yes. Now, now, I don't even have to ask for a show of hands about the people, about how many of you in the last maybe 10 years or 8 years or or 15 years of your Christianity or even if you're a recent believer. I don't know how many of you have noticed that the enemy's pressure on your life is trying to keep what you know is yours silently resident in your internal convictions. He doesn't want you to open your mouth like a doorway for God and release the promises of God in the world around you your enemy is offended at the word of God but God never called you not to offend your enemy he called you to eject him he called you to defeat him he called you to overpower him he called you to magnify God in the presence of your enemies I'm talking about the devil I'm talking about defeated foes I'm talking about the one who comes to kill and steal and destroy the one that is bringing hardship to society the one that is bringing sickness and disease to humanity God never said don't talk to him or don't cast him out or don't declare my promises to him he said open your mouth boldly he said come up to a mountain top go to the city streets and declare it boldly glory to God now there is a time to be quiet you know that there's a time to spend quiet time with the Lord But if that's your whole life, then there's something wrong. Because there is an anointing that wants to release performance. 
So when God defines it in the word of God, Jesus cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. He wasn't just shouting so that Lazarus would hear and obey. He was shouting because within that shout, there was too much power for a whisper. sends too much power for a whisper today. Look with me, please. You may be seated in... And um, and and um, part of the importance of the um, the characteristics of the human being is that we're made in the image of God. And so the, the Lord said with our mouth, those of us who believe in the Lord, who, who have received Christ, with our tongue we bless God. And so with our tongue we shouldn't curse man, which is created after God's image. That's what the word said. That's what the Bible said. That's what the Bible says. So part of the defining characteristics that are very, very um, dignifying to a human being is the ability to talk. And, um, and thankfully, with the, with the gift of uh, the Lord, we've seen the Lord loose the tongues of human beings that were born mute or um, had impediment of in their speech or... Um, all over the world, no time to tell about the things that way. And um, scripturally, the, when it says, the deaf shall hear the words of the book, you, you wonder how are the deaf going to hear the words of the book? The deaf can read the words of the book. <clears throat> but hundreds of thousands around the world that have been either born deaf or have even had their eardrums removed surgically or in, in, in uh, some have, it, have had them blown out of war in front of hundreds and sometimes most of the time in front of thousands could hear out of an ear that a minute or a second before didn't have an eardrum I, I was in Canada one morning and four completely deaf people, two without an eardrum. Now normally when we're overseas, 50 to 100 people a night receive their hearing from being completely deaf. Because when you're ministering to 5,000, 10,000 people, there's easy 50, 100 that are deaf. And, and, and so in the, middle of, in the middle of that, a woman ran across the street and brought her deaf 
son to the church, he didn't have an eardrum in one of his ears. Well, the Lord healed him instantly in the morning meeting. And in the night meeting, I called the people to testify. Many were healed of other diseases, of course. But they were arguing about which ear it was. So by the night time, that's the truth, true story. By the night time, neither mom nor son could agree which ear didn't have an eardrum, let alone which ear was deaf. I was in London, England, and the power of God came on me, and I slapped this lady that was completely deaf. I slapped her in her ears. Now, I don't do that for practice, but the Lord directed me to do that. Now, somebody might say, where's that in the Bible? Well, somewhere right next to where Jesus spat on that one person. Which one would you like? And, and when I did, and, and, I, and, and then the, 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 um, the, her ears opened immediately. And, and I wanted to, of course, interview her. I said, what happened? And she said to me, she said, when I was a little child, my father was very abusive. And he took a billiard ball. You know, they play billiard in Eng- England. I think we play something else over here. Whatever it is, it's a hard ball. And he hit her in the head with it. And it made her totally deaf. And all her life. And she said, on her way to the church that day, the Lord said to her in her heart, the deaf will hear the words of this book. She came up and was glad that the prophet slapped her. She got her miracle. And the heavenly father demonstrated that he's not an abuser. He's a healer and a deliverer. Praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. So if you've been hit in the natural by any natural object or circumstance that has brought deficiency into your life, you're about to get hit with the miraculous healing power of almighty God. That's going to take you to a level of victory and authority. In the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the words that, that, that she was able to hear was coming that evening meeting and then hearing me preach and hearing every word that I preached out of the word of God in performance to the word. And, um, and so that's some powerful things because Faith comes by hearing, and there's a, there's a capacity that we receive in the hearing of faith that is unique. Of course, you know, we can read the Word of God, and we receive also. How many understand what unique is? Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Unique is like getting to the same place, but you take maybe the scenic route. Amen. If you took, if you took the scenic route, I'm not talking about you getting lost. Okay, I heard that floating in the atmosphere. Are we lost? No, we're taking the scenic route. Oh, Jesus, help me, you know. No, but if you took, the, 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 if you took a route in order to see a particular scenery, and you were going down, maybe going to the same place via, um, um, you know, whatever terrain that has mountainous or, 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 or uh, and, and sea, You'd be able to take photos 
of getting to the same place that are different than the photos you'd be able to get going another way. So there's a uniqueness in the hearing of the word of God. Just like there is an undeniable evidence in the ability to release the power of God in a tongue that is loosed and freed from doubt, from fear, from being tongue-tied, to being halfway committed to the confession of faith, thinking like you're going to have to say it a thousand times before you believe it. There is a difference between that and between an International Miracle Institute daughter or son that have vested themselves beyond knee-high experience. Now you're full of the ability of God that is ready to take you to another level. There is a difference. There is a difference. I said there is a difference. You getting anything out of this? Good. Well, let's look at this for a minute. And uh, in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, and verse 17 describes the uh, scene. And he came down with them, the disciples, and stood in the plain. He came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, that's my territory, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. I want you to look at me. Do what? Do what? So, oh, oh, so the Lord had an ability to speak God talk. So the word spoke the word without apprehension about the condition. The word declared the promise, not doubting the God of the promise. The Lord spoke into Tyre, into Sidon, into, into Galilee, into Judea, into every nationality. And they came to both hear and be healed, knowing that he didn't only have talk, he had God talk. Are you listening? He didn't just have talk, he had God talk. Within his talk there is a miracle. Within this gospel there is a miracle. Child of God, this word will never keep you the way he found you. This word will never keep you the way he found you. And if you put the word of God for the future in your life, until you put the pieces of your life together to where you're ready to be used. Then you're robbing yourself of the blessings of the now. I don't care if you're a teenager. I don't care if you're a single person or you're a, a, a husband and wife and a family. You can't organize your calendar and say two years or three years from now, I'll be ready to really prepare myself to be used by God. You're giving away an opportunity when the Lord is ready right now to move in on your life and deliver to you with a word of performance the necessities that you have. 
Should I stop? No. Is it okay if I minister prophetically? Yes. So they came to hear him and be healed. And we're going to touch a little bit on Christ in his earthly ministry. Then we'll jump over on Christ into uh, jump over into the ministry of Christ after he rose from the dead. Hopefully, we have time uh, today. If not, we're not worried about it. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! So they came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Let's stop for a minute. Wouldn't you agree that at that at that point, the best place you can be? If you had a need, was where the Lord was speaking? Yes. Uh, huh? Yes. If, you had, if you had a condition that was killing you, if you had a situation <laughs> that had messed you up, if, if you couldn't even get there and you had friends to take you there, wouldn't you agree that the best place to be was where he's talking? Yes. Now, wouldn't you agree that he wasn't the only one talking? Yes. There are people talking all over. People talk every day. People talk every day. People talk everywhere. But wouldn't you agree that the best place to be is where Jesus is talking? Now why would people travel from regions that are far removed to a place where Jesus is talking with an intention to hear and to be healed unless they knew what he was going to be talking was promising the supply of the very supernatural the very thing the world couldn't give you the Lord will give you the very thing the world couldn't give you the Lord will give you the very thing the world can't give you the Lord will give you And so the bank can only go far. The financer can only go so far. The expert and the doctor and the medical community can only go so far. The educator can only go so far. Your relatives can only help you so far. Job opportunities can only open so much. All of that is great and well. But when you know where Jesus is talking, you can be sure that that talk is accompanied by the very remedy. The very ability to give you what the world can't give you. Because God's word is not the world's opinion. God's word is the world's world's deliverance. Did you hear that? God's word is not the world's opinion. God's word is the world's deliverance. Go ahead and, 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 and tweet that from me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or from the Holy Ghost, but you know, tell them it's me because people will freak out. Sit down. Boy, you guys are good people. I said you're good people. All right, I'm good people. You know, I'm just going to throw it out there. If it bounces on me, I'm doubly blessed. You're good people. Yes. You are too. I know I am. My God. Good God, I'm good. Thank God for his mercy and his goodness. And and um and um and so they come people came from removed t- 
territory to find where the Lord is speaking. Because when you find the word of the Lord and where the word is loosed, where the word is, is spoken, articulated uh, with the nature and, and the faith of God, you don't hear fiction. There is a companion to that word. And that is the power, the virtue of the performer, the Holy Spirit, who comes to bear witness to the word of God. This is why it's very important to understand how to talk and um, how to talk with the dignity of the redeemed. Lord. And uh, isn't that right? Because we're we're the redeemed, we're ransomed, we're bought with a price. So so there's a measure of dignity, not pride or human, um, you know, consolence. This is God. God gave uh, us um, the nature of redemption and we're constantly um, asking the Lord to cleanse and forgive if we miss it or whatever. Keep our commitment with God forever. He's our savior. And, and all of that. Is that right? Yeah. But then we have, we have control of our mouth. We, we, we don't lock it up. And we don't run off. Are you listening? Yes. And um, so there's a lot of things I could teach on that. But I don't have time. And so d- dignity. Dignity. Speak according to. To um, the dignity or out of the dignity of the redeemed. That means we're watchmen over the nature as well as the context of the words we declare. Remember we mentioned there's one thing to speak in context. Another thing to have content in that context that means we speak the counsel of God with the content containing the nature of God. Are you listening? The counsel of God is not being declared up out of this, you know, far away off the mark realm of, 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 um, of um, generalizing the word of God and make it unspecific and non-relevant and uh, nondescript. Are you listening to me? And we don't talk out of this realm over there in that ditch where we act like we earned salvation and we deserve to beat down uh, other people with the word. We use the Bible like, you know, throwing the book at them. This content is wrong and that content is wrong. It doesn't matter how much you speak the truth. If love's not in it, God's not in it. But it doesn't matter how much you make the word say what it doesn't say and hide it under the guise of love. If it's not saying what it's saying, love's not in it either. God can't bless error. 
neither in context nor in content. But once you get content and context together and open your mouth and declare it and knowing that you're the house of God, you're the habitation of God through the spirit, God pours out of the rivers of your internal being that which brings cleansing and deliverance and miraculous to your life as well as the lives of people around you. How many are glad about that? Did I tell you the Lord was going to loose your mouth this week? Did I I tell you that? God is going to loose your mouth this week. And so when when, when I say to you, when, when it's time for us to give the Lord thanks, you're not just going to say, thank you. Thank you. No. You're going to have a loose tongue. Yeah, but thank you, Lord, that you came down to redeem me, that you paid the price to fill me, that you poured your anointing to save me, that you're ever-present to help me, that you never leave me, you never forsake me, that you're with me, and my enemies no match for my call. And this world is a place that you have empowered me to reach and to touch. Be blessed in my life and be magnified in my home. Move in my marriage and move in my family. Touch my loved ones. Help me identify those that I'm called to associate with. And and we're going to be able to magnify God with a loose tongue. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you do that, even when you do it in your prayer closet, even when you do it in, in, in quiet times, you know, I mean, away from the gathering, you get filled with the power of God physically, tangibly. Then when you come up on anybody, just like I'm going to come up on you this week. When you come up on anybody, you don't have to get your hand on them before you ever get on them. Just like right now, you're not standing in emptiness. You're standing in presence. That presence is upon you as a witness of the God of deliverance and the God of empowerment in your life. God has a plan for you. This is your year. This is your time. This is your season of breakthrough in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Should I stop? No. Ma, 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 Isn't that good? Yes. You may be seated. Now, if you're here and you're new to this and you say, well, Dr. Harfush, you know, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. And uh, I believe in God and I, I, I believe in heaven and all of that. But I, have, I don't have the, these gifts and things yet. Well, that's okay. You, you do have a knowledge within you of identifying the truth when you hear it. And, 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 and the first basics of the truth is to know that the word of God never lies. So when we look at the scriptures and we look at some things and uh, it's in the Bible, then we understand that the Bible doesn't lie. Amen? Amen. And so they came to hear him and what? To be healed. They came with intent. 
They came with intent to hear him speak and then to be healed or be changed. Right? Because isn't healing the the change of the condition? And and so um, um, they they identified that the most important um, thing was to hear his word. And that's what the original ancient Eastern texts describe the, the, the scripture as. They came to hear his word and be healed. Making a distinction between words and the word. And, and those that were vexed with unclean spirit. Now vexed is an old or whatever English word. Um, most people don't understand it today. And uh, because it's actually downplayed. Vexed. You know almost sounds like you could tolerate that till you get to heaven. You know. But that's Tormented. That, that, that's oppressed that's a human being created by God to have emotions and, and to have attitude and, and to have behavior that is pleasing to God and yet that unholy enemy do you see what I mean has sent a defeated um, imp one of his messengers spiritually a spirit to oppress to harass and to torment the human being now these people had enough sense to know hey I'm tormented but there's a man that has the word and I believe that he has been sent by God he's, he's the son of God maybe some of them knew he's the son of God Maybe others just said, he's a rabbi, but he's got power, and and, and he's a prophet, and he's got results. So I'm going to go to hear his word, and I'm going to be healed of my disease. Others said, well, listen, I'm tormented, I'm oppressed, I have a desire to act right, but I'm nowhere near acting like a human being. I act like an animal most of the time. Maybe others are like animals. They're chained up and they have to be brought, I'm certain of it, by relatives to come to the presence of the Lord. Unclean spirits, devils. And, and, and devils are in the world today. And I, I'm going to forego this FCF class tonight because I don't know if you're ready for tonight, tomorrow, or Saturday school of the prophet. Until I hear the kind of shout that is worthy of Pensacola and the prophet that God has brought to the city. I'm I'm going to teach you. Let, Let me tell you something. Do you know that fits of anger can kill a human being? Do you know that do you know that certain human beings that can that can that do not know that there is an anointing 
beyond the psychologist or the psychiatrist. Thank God for counselors and thank God for what people can do to help the psyche of man. But anybody that knows anything about it will tell you there's only so much we know. It's a mysterious arena. It's an arena we can't x-ray and we can't know. We don't know what's happening. We see people in the world today. They're committing all kinds of acts of hatred and whatever. And people are calling them sick. But they don't know how to cure them. The best that we know how to do in the natural is medicate someone and maybe put them in a padded cell. We don't know how to deal with devils. Well, wait a minute. But do we? Is there a church that Jesus planted 2,000 years ago that is full of the power of God and the authority of heaven to cast devils out and set humanity free from the oppression of demon spirits? And so men and women that may have been given over to rages of uh, 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 rage, uh, tamper, tantrums and rage don't have to keep doing that until all of a sudden their body that was created for joy dies and nobody can know what they died of. And literally they died because they're losing their temper under the influence of an oppressing unclean spirit. And no doctor or no help can get to the root cause of the problem. Even when they're medicated, they develop a immunity to them. <laughs> and they got to be super medicated. And before you know it, they, and then still that thing can rise up in their life and can dominate them. They're called to be like God, but they're being forced to act like animals because an invisible devil hates the divine call of God upon humanity. But we come in the name that is above all names with the word of the living God to deliver the world from the condition that it's in. Somebody shout hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. And the same thing, the same thing with fear. Remember now, remember now, can I talk to you a little bit? Same, that's what the apostle Paul said. Now I'm going to talk to you plainly. Get, ha, ha. He says, stir up the gift of God that's in you. Fan the inner flame that, that is on. Fan the flame that's on the inside of you. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fan the flame on the inside of you. Don't let your tongue be da 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 Fan the flame on the inside of you. Let your mouth be able to be open and declare, thus saith the Lord. God did not give you the spirit of fear. Your emotions are not friendly to fear. Fear will kill you. Are you listening to me? Fear will kill you. People all over the world today, I'm sorry. People all over the, the world today, we're, we, we can't even catch up medically. Developing enough names to diagnose certain conditions of people in the earth. From panic attack that people don't even anticipate coming. I guess I had a panic attack. Well, what are you panicking about? I have no idea. It just hit me out of the blue. Really? Out of the blue? I think it hit you out of the black. I think it hit you out of the hell. I think it hit you out of the dark. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. given us the spirit of fear he didn't give us the kind of spirit that overtakes our call and causes our heart to palpitate and our emotions to rise to another level and our abilities to dissipate you are a dead man raiser you are a sick man healer 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So child of God, you can go ahead and you can say, you know, Dr. Arfush, uh, I need deliverance this week. Saturday, I need deliverance. I want to get in the prayer line. And maybe from my childhood till now, nobody knows it. I've had this, that, and the other. And I don't even have to tell you what it is. But I heard the word. I'm going to get in that prayer line. And whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's both, whether it's panic, whether it's whatever it is. I'm going to get in that prayer line. I'm going to have hands laid on me or even not. The power of God's going to hit me. And whatever billiard gave me the short end. Be gone out of my life. And my heart will hear the words of the book. Praise God. Should I stop? Put your hands on your spirit. Put your hands on your spirit at home. Pray in the Holy Ghost if you speak in tongues. If not, pray in English. Thank you, Lord, for your people. Thank you. Thank you for your champions. Let everybody stand up to your feet. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Let's all, let, me, let me pray for you. Thank you for your people. Thank you for their hearing. Thank you for their understanding. Thank you for the families. And thank you for the churches that are joining us by way of, 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 of technology. Thank you for the power of God going to the regions of the world and setting men and women free by your anointing. We give you praise and we give you honor. We give you glory for the word of God. We thank you that your word is not the world's opinion, but your word is the word's, world's deliverance. You sent your word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Let no human being under the sound of our voice anywhere in the world remain the same. Now let your power move in their life. And if you believe it, lift your hands and give God the greatest shout he's ever heard us sing from a... Amen. You may be seated. And, and um, welcome to uh, the session of uh, God talk, plain talk. First century faith. Living the first century faith in the 21st century. Not something far removed from us or fiction to us. But Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach. Very important, some things I mentioned about um, abnormal, abnormal behavior that is not um, conducive to the dignity of the call. That maybe the enemies, um, the invisible spirits, took advantage of an individual because of any number of reasons. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But any number of reasons. Maybe people were victims. And because they were victimized in one way or another. Abused in one way or another. They opened a door. Anger came in. As a result of that anger became an expression in their life. 
anger, fear, all these things that are not, not going to be 100% absent from you because they're in the world. But they should be absent from your house. Yeah. This is the house of God. You should be able to just let that thing go and, and, uh, or resentment or unforgiveness. You can let that go. Now, in the case of some of these oppressed people, they were already overtaken. Some of them might have brought themselves. You see what I mean? Others may have been brought by relatives and loved ones to get set free. So we see that the same word here, his word, the same word the word was speaking, had a promise that supplied healing for the afflicted, salvation for the lost, firstly, healing for the afflicted, and deliverance for the tormented, the oppressed, or the possessed. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. So, so we see here, and, and we see now, even within the area, not only diseases that harm people physically, but invisible conditions that harm people because of emotional disorders. Are you listening to me? And so all of it is covered in the word. How many of you are glad you are exempt from. Because when God looses your tongue. He looses his word in your life. And somebody said well doctor if my tongue is loose. No, no, no. No it's going to another level. Oh it's going to another level. And so we are in Luke, uh, the gospel of St. Luke, the sixth chapter and verse 17. And again, let's read it. And he, he came down with them and stood in the plain and all the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and um, they were healed. Isn't that powerful? And the whole multitude sought or desired or were moved to touch him. Because... There went virtue out of him and healed all. That word virtue is the word dunamis. Dunamis or miraculous power was coming out of the master. Might and strength was coming out of the Lord. Physical power, force, might, agility, efficacy, energy, powerful deeds that were shown physically, miraculously, works of God. And so now I want you to see this scenario. The entire surrounding is full of a great multitude. They came with intent to hear his word and to be healed and vexed and tormented and oppressed and, <laughs> and possessed with evil spirits or unclean spirits came intending 
to receive a relief and complete deliverance. And, but, and the Bible said, and they were healed. But he goes on and describes the power of the word. And says that the entire multitude recognized that as he spoke, dunamis was going out with the word. It wasn't just world talk. Oh, glory to God. It wasn't just wish. You ain't got a chain strong enough to withhold this breaking power of God. You are, there is no yoke that the devil has over your life that cannot be shattered under the power of this anointing. This is majestic dunamis on the divine living word. Glory to God. You are not a victim to your ancestry. You are not bound by your surroundings. You're not the byproduct of your upbringing. You're not what your enemies call you. You're not what people have perceived you to be. You're going up to another level. What God declares into your life is accompanied by the very dunamis of Almighty God. My God. My God. And there's rising in your heart a desire to touch the source of the power that's coming to set your house, your family, your home, your mind, your emotions, and your health free. If that's you, make some noise about it. Oh, make some noise about it. I think you believe it. Yes. You may be seated. Isn't that powerful? Yes. And so here, you see it in the word of God, don't we? We see it in the word of God. That, that word, you can look it up in the Greek or in the Aramaic or Ethiopic, any language you want to look it up in. Samaritan. The word Power. So, so we see they he- came to hear his word and be healed. Are you listening to me? Yes. Well, if we stop there, we miss the component of performance. Because then they were healed and then they were moved to touch him. It shows us the method with which multitudes sensed that Christ's power was not imprisoned within his immediate location, but was rather released in the power of the word he spoke. And with the word he spoke, virtue or dunamis or the energy of God was flowing out of him, and they sought the source. Are you listening to me? And they knew the witness. Virtue went out of him. They knew the witness, the witness of the virtue, but they saw the, they sought the source. They went to where the source was to touch him because as many as touched him were healed. So now we can see what it means to speak the living word of God. And understand that he's the living word of God. Let me stop. This world 
doesn't kill the world, the word. Let me say that again. This world doesn't kill the word. Let me say that a third time for the Holy Ghost. This world can't kill the word. Because the word already became a man. And already laid down his life. And after the cross and after the grave, he came back alive again. Because this world can't kill the word. This world can't kill the word. When you speak the living word of God into a dead world, the dead world doesn't kill the living word. The living world resurrects the dead world. My God, somebody shout like you're an army. So, so, you see how much your faith is evolving or rising, if you will, in your ability to speak the living word of God. I'm a steward over it. You're a steward over him. We don't own the Lord. He owns us. So we don't even have the reserved right to define him as a lesser Lord than he is. And so I'm talking to your doubt now. You doubt your confession, your tongue is tied. You doubt, you doubt the decree of the living word into your life. You, you speak it and doubt it. You have an impediment. But if I'm talking right into your call and you know already that Jesus Christ has demonstrated that this world can't kill the word, that when you speak the living word of God, it will raise and set in order everything that needs to be resurrected and adjusted in your life. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead in Africa. Go ahead in Europe. Go ahead in Asia. Go ahead in the Middle East. Go Australia. Go ahead in America. Go ahead in Alaska. Go ahead in Hawaii. Praise the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get a hold of the virtue this week. The virtue is going to get a hold of me this week. Put your hand on yourself. Say the virtue is going to get a hold of me this week. The dunamis of God. Say the dunamis of God is coming upon me. Bless my life in accordance with his good word. The living word. The yes. The amen. I receive all the blessing of God. And his transforming ability. This week. My tongue will no longer be tied. There will be no impediment or hesitation or half talk or double mind or weakness in my declaration there will be no delay in the performance of God I settle it in context and in content lift your hands and praise the Lord about it
Are you blessed? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. I love you more. Do you love the Lord? Yes. He loves you more. He, he loves us more, right? Yes. And, and we love the Lord, don't we? Yes. And you may be seated. And uh, let's like that song um, Amira wrote about... Uh, I was talking to my dear friend, Brother Norville, a um, couple of days ago. What is that song, Christy? With God. And the words are like, uh, how can I, whatever. How can I what? How can I, yeah, you can't try it anyway. You love the Lord, don't you? Sometimes, sometimes your tongue is not tied, but you have to show Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Certain definitions are um, beyond our ability to define. All right. Go to uh, the Gospel of Mark with me. And the 14th chapter, verse 36. Now, I, I, I want all, all, all FCD um, uh, founders and, and, and members to say, we love you, Doc. We love you, Doc. I'm going to say it like you mean it. We love you, Doc. And we know, and we know. that we're going to get into Christ's post-resurrection ministry. But if you don't get there tonight, we love you. And we know you're following the Holy Ghost. And we'll get it tomorrow on Saturday. At the school of the prophet. Is that is today and then one more day, right? And then an all day thing. And and so go with me to fourteenth chapter of Mark, because I'm 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 actually, I I'm a little bit astonished at the anointing that the Lord is releasing for you. And I can tell, uh, not that I'm astonished at the anointing, but you could tell this the second portion of scripture we're going to. And we're almost out of time. But I think we solved the problems of the planet. Just tonight's double session could be distributed all over the world and is a humanitarian, uh, Christian, apostolic, um, divine aid saying, uh, problems of the world solved. Deliverance for the world. The 14th chapter of Um, Did I say Mark? Oh, I meant Matthew. Just got a little blurry on me there. Matthew. 14. And. uh, And verse 35. 
And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, <laughs> they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched him were made perfectly whole well where in the world did the world get faith to touch Jesus and make connection with the dunamis or the virtue that can come out of him in this instance how many got healed and so where did they get that faith from would you like to know the spirit of the Lord is upon me he said for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor in other words I have the word with the dunamis he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty the bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord the spirit of the Lord is upon me as the spirit of the Lord is upon me 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 he said that in Nazareth you know that and in Nazareth unbelievers said uh, said who's that man isn't that Joseph's son isn't that James brother don't let me get me going there isn't that the carpenter's son where did he get this where did he get this? And so you see him going to Capernaum and casting the devil out of a demon-possessed person. But you see him declaring, listen, there are many widows in the days of Elijah. And to none of them was he sent except to Zarephath or Sarepta where there was a Phoenician woman that was there that could receive him. And there were many lepers in the days of Elisha. But none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. And he said, no prophet is accepted in his home. And they wanted to throw him overboard. Why? Because he's talking about what's upon him. God did not put you in this world without his spirit upon you when we go around as if our tongue is tied we're forgetting who's upon us when you know who's upon you you can open your mouth boldly and give credit to whom credit is due hallelujah there's an infusion coming into your call an impartation coming into your purpose my God the spirit of the Lord is upon me so when they had knowledge of him well it's that rabbi that preaches the, the Lord is on him it's that one that does the miracles it's that one that preaches that word it's that one let's go get everybody and let's not even ask him to lay hands on us let's just touch the hem of his garment and get a hold of him and that virtue will come out of him and we'll get a miracle there is a virtue in this word tonight that will change your world your family your situation your finances your mindset your ability permanently there's virtue in the word of the living God 
My God, this world that doesn't kill the living word. The living world word resurrects the world. His word is not the opinion of the world. His word is the deliverance of the world. Amen. Did you get anything out of that? All right. You may be seated for a moment. Let's look at it. And they begged him. They besought him. They entreated him. They asked him. That's what the English word besought. That they might only touch his garment. And as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. Well, didn't we just read why? Because there went out what? And healed them all. And so we understand that this transaction of virtue or dunamis that is pretty invisible, right? Is bringing visible, miraculous results. How many of us are glad that you're not just feeling a feeling? One, two, three, four, five. How many are glad that you're not just feeling a feeling? You're not simply emotional. You're not just getting a nice little blessing. This invisible tangibility of the presence of the Spirit of God upon you is imparting a permanency of a change of condition into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I made it here tonight to sit under this miracle teaching. My God. I'm serious. I thank God for the privilege to stand under this anointing and be part and receive in my physicality, in my intellect, in my spiritual call, in my ministry, and in my purpose. The very endurance of the word of God. The the fortitude of the divine. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Uh, It's such an honor to me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And and so you may be. That's why I'm always sowing into this ministry. I'm Dr. Harfush is one of his best partners. You know, I have to say one of our best because I have Robin to compete with. <laughs> and you guys are, are just wonderful, wonderful fruit of, of the kingdom of God. And, and that's not flattery, that's just faith. And if you think you're not, just get delivered right now. And uh, I think I have a leading from the Lord to take you to John, the 20th chapter. Praise the Lord. Somebody thank God we're going. Now now Jesus has risen from the dead. He's in his glorified body. Praise God. That deserves a great lift up your hands and shout. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. The, uh, 
the the 20th chapter of the gospel according to St. John in the 20th verse. Well, let's look at verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Now fear will kill you. And uh, you could see the condition of the of the wonderful pillars that the Lord was going to invest in through first century discipleship. Go ahead. If, if you can't laugh joyfully, laugh nervously. So, so now we're, we're going to see something. It's very important to see this. And uh, it's an assignment that the Holy Spirit has given to me by impartation. I'm full for you to pour it into your life because this is a very important assignment. It's part of the Lord's ministry. Does that make sense? And I don't have time to go into it, but the Lord's ministry did not end um, bodily because the things he began to say and to do continued till the day he was taken up. And that is what the record of the Holy Ghost through Luke the physician tells us in the first chapter of the book of Acts. So we already know that. That his ministry did not end at the cross. Of course his victory (laughs) was procured at the cross. But his ministry continued not only by appearance of evidence. But the things he said and did during those 40 days of appearance. Very important to you. Very important to me. Very important to the end time church. And our ability to participate in this longevity and endurance and fortitude. That that enables us. That word is... um, uh, to endure such contradictions lest you be weary and what faint faint in your mind notice there's a mind fainting because there's any before there there's any other fainting and so how many would settle for fortitude uh, rather than fainting and so and, and so, what I read to you, all right, they were assembled, I didn't read 19, I stopped with the comma, which was inserted, of course, much later than uh, in the translations. They were, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus, oh, so, I, so what we're going to see we're going to see in, 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 in first century faith through the year and through the teaching. But we're, what we're going to receive um, in, 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 a, in a high call level in uh, first century discipleship is an understanding of how this momentum mushroomed, transforming disciples like you and I that at the point of the resurrection were terrified but just days after or weeks after were public 
about what we knew to be the truth even before we were empowered at the upper room with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that wonderful? Should I stop? And so Jesus stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. Now, when, when I read that today, the Lord just jumped, stirred my spirit because I, I know the original languages and the Semitic languages and, and uh, how, how we have to adjust our English. We adjust our English sometimes and it's accurate. Are you listening to me? We have to use more words, but we adjust our English sometimes to make grammatical sense. Peace be unto you sounds as if it's a wish. Peace be unto you is literally in the original language, peace is yours. You possess peace. Shalom lek. Peace to you. It's an impartational word. Even in the original Greek. But if you took it and you just said, peace yours. By the way, it's not peace, it's the peace. There is the personal identification of what he is. Not just general peace left up to humans interpretation of what peace is. But the peace that only God can give. The peace of the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. The peace is yours. The the peace is yours. You possess the peace. Hallelujah. And so there's nothing, nothing missing, nothing broken because your Lord has paid it all and overcame death, hell, and the grave. He did not show up to just give us a wish. He released an impartation. Peace is yours. Peace is yours. So in the middle of the world, I'm not called to lose that peace. I'm not called to forget that peace. I'm not called to understudy that peace. I'm not called to neglect that peace. And then go to God and pray and ask for solutions. Go over here into the closet of anxiety and give God a list of things he needs to fix before I have the peace that he delivered to me. Or should I keep the peace before the furnace, in the furnace, and out of the furnace? Somebody shout hallelujah. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Your heart will be at peace. Your mind will be guarded. That's why your tongue will be loose to declare what thus saith the Lord. Mama, mama, mama. It's victory time. Victory is yours. My God, my, my shakatara labare neveste. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. God has made an appointment with us. And we will not miss it. We're about to be overcome with goodness. Overcome with kindness. Overcome with performance. 
and overflow with praise and testimony. Glory be to God. Everything twisted will be straightened out. Everything crooked will be made straight. Everything opposing will fall and fail. Everything that is ordained of God will come to pass in your life. This is the day of blessing. This is the hour of freedom. This is the season of jubilee. Glory to God. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Stay in, stay in that power right where you're at. Stay in that power. Lord, at, at home, all over the world. This is your institute. This is your first century faith. This is your apostolic generation and the prophetic people. We are a five-fold ministry church. We are connected to the roots of your planting. We thank you for what you poured out 2,000 years ago and what you spread all over the world for the family that turned the world upside down and for the inheritance we received through your election and sovereign calling to carry this truth to the ends of the earth with a mandate from heaven to equip your sons and your daughters for the task at hand. And we give you praise and honor and glory for the appointment we have with performance. We thank you that this anointing shall increase and increase and increase and increase glory to your name. And we thank you that in the lives of your men and your women, your sons and your daughters, there will be no... There will be no having to deal with and tolerate infirmity, malady, weakness, pain, uh, disillusionment, resentment, unforgiveness, anger, fear, worry, or any of the things that are the works of the flesh. I serve notice on them according to the mandate of God that is upon my life and declare it that is cross boundaries, cross city lines, and, and cross county lines, cross state lines, cross country lines, all over the earth. There's nowhere that the word of the Lord will reach with his, his living power that, that, that will exempt God's children from the provision of God. Let the provision of God overtake the children of God all over the world. And let the redeemed of the Lord shout like you've never shouted in your life and say amen. Shout amen. Shout glory to God. I want to say to our student body globally, we love you. Let's stand and pray for everybody at, at, uh, across the world that's going to be part of this supernatural graduation. Just pray in the Holy Spirit for them. We love you. We love every, every son, every daughter, all of the apostles and bishops and ministry gifts that are part of this movement. All over the world, 223 nations, all of the believers that are sharing in the witness of Christ, we're with you. We, we stand with you. We wrestle against your enemies in prayer and declare the goodness of God over you. 
We look forward to seeing you. Many, many of you are planning to come and be part with us, both from America as well as from across the world. And I want everyone that is part of IMI, International Miracle Institute, be it from uh, you're earning your doctorate or, or be it for, uh, graduating or participating in first century faith celebration. I want you to ask the Lord if, you, if, if he can enable you make your plans to come and be with us. Make sure I know about it. Make sure the team knows about it. And make sure you're registered. We want to make sure that you are ministered to adequately and properly. And we're going to be here um, ministering to you in, uh, in the very power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We love you. Everybody shout, we love you. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.